This week on Ultra 64, we played Castlevania and Castlevania Legacy of Darkness. But enough talk. Have at you! Welcome to Ultra 64, the first Ultra 64 of the new year. Uh, this is the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. My name is Steve Dunn. I'm Woody Kuskowski. Uh, we are very excited to be back. Uh, been a long break. Long, long break. Uh, yeah, nearly know, like four days since we recorded last. Nearly four days. Uh, but man, we came back. I think this was a good one to come back for. Yeah, um... This game, there's a lot to talk about with this game. There's a lot to talk about. These games, I guess. Yeah, games, well, a game and a half, I guess we could kind of say. Before we get into it too much, I want to derail derail the podcast here since it is the first podcast of the new year. Yeah. Um, It was a big year for Ultra 64 in 2017, being as it didn't exist uh, for most of 2017, and now it does. Now it does exist. Um, it it so, lived in our hearts. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to play a, a little tribute to this podcast that's been so such a big part of our lives for the past uh, couple months. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, less than three months ago, our uh, our listenership was was at zero, mm-hmm. and then you had you had the bright idea to record our sessions and broadcast and. Um, Put them out to the public, which, sure. which greatly improved the listenership well, for, for the show. Well, I don't you're know right about greatly. You're, that's true. Um, <laughs> it improved it to a circle of friends slightly farther away <laughs> than we see every day. Um, but yeah, like you said, this is 2018, the year we want it to be the year of Ultra 64. I mm. see. Um, hopefully, we accrue at least uh, a double-digit quantity of new listeners. Um, this is this is the dream. That might be a, that might be a um, tall order. Yeah, and um, you know, in in honor of this thing that's been so important, I'd like to to count down some of our memories, some of our the first. It's been a wild nine episodes so far, oh, and I yeah. want to um, relive the top. Let's say uh, the top thirty thirty moments and episodes from one through nine. It's, and how how long does each item take? Uh, I would say like four or five minutes a piece. You know what? Why don't we let's whittle it down to like five? All right. Not the top five, just five random just ones. Five, just five, five random any moments. Five. All right. Um, I guess I'll throw out these ten pages that I had written. Yeah, just throw it. Go ahead and burn right. that. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Um, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Burny, burny, burn. That's, a, that's the sound of burning. Burny, burny, burn. <laughs> um, one of my... And feel free to chime in if you have any uh, fond memories of... The I'm not a fan world. of this show, oh, okay. particularly. Uh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, as a, as a fan and devoted listener, um, some things that have been important to me, I will always remember the soundless, motionless intro to Space Invaders as the first game we played and the first thing we saw, um, <laughs> wondering if there was something up with your TV. Sure. Um... Another fun memory is I um, the time I drank a full Martinelli's bottle by myself before we played uh, Nagano Winter Olympics. Oh, I yeah. I felt like I was extra full of sugar for that one. Um, <laughs> it was my, my New Year's resolution to drink more Martinelli's. Since I've already blown my previous New Year's resolution of not playing any bad games. Yeah, um, yeah. It didn't last. Um, number three moment that I enjoyed from the podcast is, um, the time you almost got in a car wreck and died and share, and we shared some laughs and sure. uh, made fun of you for getting in dangerous situations over that. It's um, a laugh, right? Every yeah, time that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Um, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Yeah. The trauma, the trauma. I wanted to die. Daily trauma. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we were able to share some laughs. Um, 
Another uh, a very important moment to me is the time we were recording the Mario Party episode, and um, guest Dan Reese brought up the game Archon. Oh. And I remember that Archon is sweet. Yeah, um, it is. And yeah, so like Archon people, remind me of it. Look it up. Look it up. Um, and the number one episode, number one uh, memory, and this is kind of a dick move, so I apologize, hmm. is... Um, this, this the mystery lost NBA hang time episode <laughs> oh, where we had special fan mail from Patrick Ewing oh. um, lost to the ether. Um, I'm still that was such a good episode too. <laughs> it's like yeah, that was really irritating, right. but it was unlistenable. But, um, but we'll the, get background. Yeah, no, it's it will only be better, and I'm sure that uh, Patrick and many other uh, of the great Knicks oh, will uh, team up to write us some new mail. So anyway, so I just want to say. Thanks for uh, thanks for a great 2017. Do you have any? What were your favorite uh, games released for Nintendo 64 in 2017? If you had to do uh, Oof. of of the ones that were released in, in of, 2017? of the games released in 2017 for the Nintendo 64, which oh, ones did man. you enjoy the most? So many, hard to pick. Um, I really liked uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the N64 port. Uh-huh. Um, it it looked real foggy, yep. real foggy and real bad. Did you play? Um, the Greasy Strangler. Um, they did a movie adaptation for the, the Greasy Strangler for Nintendo I, 64. I, I, the multiplayer on that is pretty uh, pretty great. Yeah. Uh, it's GoldenEye-esque, except you're weird men. Yeah, you're weird men greasing each other up. Ugh. I haven't seen that movie. It's, it, just, it's just off-putting. It's okay. As I'm not concept. saying you should see it. It's just yeah. one of those things that I enjoy referencing um, more in... I didn't really enjoy watching it. It's just fun to reference the Greasy Strangler because it yeah. so clearly puts an image in someone's head even if you haven't seen the movie. It puts like a taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's really exactly. Gross. I don't know. Um, speaking of taste in one's mouth, um, let's talk about Castlevania. That was an excellent segment. Yeah, um, really yeah so taste yeah. of blood. This is the first show of 2018. Uh, we're recording this on... New Year's Day, January 1st, and if you uh, hear the kind of dull, uh, thudding, thumping sound, that's just my hangover. <laughs> you guys can't hear it? Okay, no, it's just me? sounds okay. okay. Uh, so today we played two Castlevania games, uh, which, I don't know, originally I had broken these up, and then I was looking into it a little bit, and I'm like, you know what, I think we need to talk about both of these at once, so let's get into it. Castlevania. Uh, it's often called Castlevania 64, just to set it aside from the original game. Uh, Which was but, for the NES. Yes, uh, but that was uh, not the actual official title, but we'll call it Castlevania 64. It was released on January 26, 1999, published and developed by Konami. Uh, and we're also going to be going into Castlevania Legacy of Darkness, which came out November 30th, 1999, so just a couple months later. So this was the first 3D entry in the Castlevania series. Uh, so the original game came out in 1986 for the NES, and up to date, to present, there has been nearly 40 games in the Holy series. Cow. It's prolific. So this, is, I mean, the very basic premise of Castlevania is you are a vampire hunter mm-hmm. going Dracula. In most games, Dracula has reawakened for whatever reason. They take place over many, many different years. Yeah, um, you're often part of this uh, vampire hunting family, the Belmont family. Not all games feature Belmonts. No. But, um, and then you just go into ca- uh, Drax Castle and kill him. Yeah. Um, there's usually a whip involved, um, but as you will see, not in this game. Um, and the most, most of them, in EV, before and after this game, most Castlevania games are 2D platformers. Yes. 
Uh, the series has famously not had a great success rate with 3D adaptations. There have been, I think, six of them now. Um, and they're all... None of them are bad. Uh, they're all just kind of mediocre. Uh, but the 2D games are among some of the best games out there, like, period. I think uh, the game that immediately preceded this one was Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation, PlayStation. which is a top-five game for me. Yeah, I mean, that's a hugely influential classic game. Um, That's when it kind of changed their style a little bit, because back in the day, it was just kind of a side-scrolling action platformer. But when Symphony of the Night came out, they kind of adopted more of a Metroid-style open map where you just, like, explore at your own leisure. Well, yeah, and it became such a... um... I, it, that became such a ubiquitous thing with the Castlevania games of how they designed the new ones that the term is now Metroidvania. Exactly. Is, yeah, yeah. That's and it, their thing. It's, this is the first game that we've played that I think will have um, this recurring theme of being part of an existing franchise mm-hmm. that is on 64. Because one thing that had to happen when things got ported to 64 is they had to go to 3D. Yeah. Um, and some franchises, like Mario... Did it very well. They took to it very easily, yeah. Uh, this one, it was a little rougher. Yeah, it was a little Earth, rougher. Earthworm Jim, I'm sure we'll get to there eventually, yeah. is definitely one that uh, struggled a bit. Um, but yeah. yeah, and this one, um, it. I don't know why there was so much pressure for the Nintendo 64 ports to go to 3D, since clearly they didn't feel that with PlayStation. Yeah, but, well, and yeah, PlayStation gave a little bit more freedom to their developers to kind of make what they wanted. I but guess Nintendo felt that to show off the power of the system, all the new games needed to be in 3D. And there are very few just, like, straight-up 2D games on the N64. Yeah. Uh, and it's often to the detriment, you know, sometimes, because then you, you're wrestling with camera controls, which they were still ironing out. Yeah. Um, so let's get into that a little bit. So this was the first 3D entry in the series, as I said, um, and this was also the first game not to be overseen by the legendary series developer Koji Igarashi, He took over the franchise with Dracula X for the Super NES in 1993, and uh, he shepherded the series all the way through Harmony of Dissonance on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, So he was with it for a long time, and actually he's got a game that's supposed to be coming out this year. It was a Kickstarter-funded game. It broke all the records for Kickstarter... Uh, like it was, he had a goal of five hundred thousand, and it made five million. What's the name of that game? It's Steve? called Bloodstained, and oh. we should be seeing light of day uh, this year. It's similar to the Castlevania series, uh, and it, it is going to be like a Metroidvania style platformer. Didn't a similar thing happen with like one of the Mega Man guys? Like one of the founders is he wasn't not working on Mega Man anymore, so he did a Kickstarter for some knockoff type of thing. Was it Mighty Number no. Nine? Yeah, yeah, so. which turned out pretty bad from what I hear. Oh, I haven't okay. played that. But, uh, yeah, so that's this is the first one without Igarashi. Uh, now, the Castlevania series has a famously wonky timeline. It's, it's almost, it rivals the Zelda games with, like, <laughs> kind of confusing how it's all laid out. So each game jumps back and forth in a different place in the timeline with different members of the Belmont clan. This one uh, takes place in 1852, so canonically that puts it about 60 years after the events of Symphony of the Night, uh, and then... There eventually would be another game that preceded this in the timeline, Circle of the Moon for Game Boy Advance, that came out immediately before this in 1830, I believe. And Legacy of Darkness takes place in 1844, but we'll get into that because that one's really confusing. So in this game, uh, Castlevania, you play as Reinhard Schneider, who is a descendant of the Belmont clan, or you can play as Carrie Fernandez, who is a magical Spanish orphan girl. Uh, 1852... 
they sense the awakening of Dracula, so they travel from their various homes to Wallachia in Transylvania so they could break into Dracula's house and kill him. Yep. Um, and that's a really kind of about all you need to know about the plot of this uh, because they all kind of follow the similar beats. Eventually, they'll work their way through the castle and they'll meet some supporting characters, but really the whole point is just to get to inside the castle and kill Dracula. And full disclosure... We did not get to the castle in, when we were playing Castlevania because it starts with a really, really long preamble through this poorly laid out wooded section where you have to walk around hitting switches and jumping on platforms. And it's just the gra- yeah, it's just sort of a gra- uh, dark brown path yeah. full of constantly respawning skeletons and it's pretty drab. It's it it takes you out of it. It really takes you out of it. I mean, if you think back of the iconic image of the first Castlevania game, it's that little cutscene where Simon Belmont walks up to the... Or is, is it Simon in there? Yeah, it's, it's gotta Simon. be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he walks up to the gate, and there's lightning, and the whip cracks, and all of a sudden you're inside the castle. Yeah. You don't get that here. It takes... I've, I've played through this game before, and it takes about a full hour to oh, wow. get through this wooded section and actually make it to the castle. Legacy of Darkness, you get there a little faster. Um... But yeah, again, Legacy of Darkness weirdly has a sort of a scene before, a level before this castle intro where you're on this ghost ship. Yeah. Which was actually a pretty cool level. It wasn't bad. Um, but it still gets to the castle faster. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the gameplay a little bit. Both of these games are nearly identical in the way they play. Yeah. Um, I think that Legacy of Darkness sort of ironed out a few of the wonkier things. Like, the camera is real bad in Castlevania. It's, it is. It's real bad in Legacy of Darkness, but too. It's but better. it's slightly it's less better. real bad. Yeah. Um, and you have two basic attacks. You have a projectile attack um, and a sort of close slash attack. Um, you can also pick up the usual Castlevania weapons, daggers, axes, uh, the boomerang. Um, to and then get gems. They're no longer hearts. In the old Castlevania, they used to be hearts, which that, was always super confusing. Yeah, because they yeah, give you health. You pick up hearts, which you use to like throw, throw weapons, yeah. and it doesn't make sense. It was always confusing to me. So now they're gems, which makes slightly more sense. But you don't spend the gems for money. You um, do still get to uh, collect food out of walls and out of sconces. Candelabras that are and, just sitting there with roast beef in them. Sure, because there's nothing better than old meat that's been stored in a wall. Yeah. Um, and you, that still restores your health. It's not instant anymore. Now it's it, you put it in your inventory and you can use it when you need it. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the game kind of has a mix of action. It's a 3D platformer with a mix of action and platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... So it's not quite as action-packed as something like Devil May Cry or um, no. Ninja Gaiden, but it's not as platforming-heavy as like a Mario game. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of just going and flipping switches. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the game set a lot of uh, tropes for very um, generic platformers. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of platformers in like the PS2 era where they're just general mascot platformers, where they're like, go flip this switch and then jump on these things, and then you have a basic projectile attack. Yeah. Um, honestly, certainly... So I'm just... I'm going to skip... skip Go right to a spoiler here. The first... The Castlevania 64 is bad. Um, it's, the, the beginning, yeah, it's the beginning is really bad. Um, the controls are rough. Um, the character that you play as isn't all that interesting, and... 
But and we, we chose to play as Carrie our first round. You yeah. can play as Reinhardt, who does have the whip, and technically is part of the Belmont clan. Uh, originally, when they were designing the character, his name was Schneider Belmont. Uh, I don't know why they changed it. There was... I guess we should go into... This game was kind of rushed into production, and I was trying to find out why exactly, but they rushed it out to market. Uh, and so a lot of things had to be cut. Originally, there was going to be four playable characters. They cut it down to two. Uh, and then there's just kind of a general lack of polish on it. Uh, the camera isn't very responsive. It's got kind of a low frame rate. Uh, enemies yeah. enemies respawn really quickly, and yeah. it just gets annoying because um, there's not a lot to gain from fighting them. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes a pretty big difference. Um, the improvements in Legacy of Darkness, which, like you said, is mostly just sort of a polish on the first one. It does have yeah. the four characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't pick through all four at the beginning. Um, I think you need to beat the game. Like you, This is from you. You need to beat yeah. the game with one of them before you can unlock the next one and then beat the game again. And then you unlock the characters from Castlevania 64 in yeah. Legacy of Darkness. And and you can play through the actual game, like the, the original Castlevania 64. It's a very strange. So let's, let's get into Legacy of Darkness a little bit because this is really unusual uh, for the time. Legacy of Darkness is basically... Today, this would be accomplished with a patch. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, Destiny. You know, if you played yeah. Destiny when it first started, it was pretty crappy. And then they just kept refining it and refining it and refining it with different patches and different downloads. Or, like, World of Warcraft would be the same way. Like, it just keeps improving upon it. That's basically what Legacy of Darkness is. It came out the same year as Castlevania 64, and it's basically the game that they always wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you do have the four characters now. It's not the same four characters. Originally, uh, it's Reinhardt, Carrie, Cornell, and Caller. So Cornell is your main character in this one. He's like a wolf man. Uh, you can turn into a werewolf. He uses up your hearts while you're using that power. He kind of looks like uh, an anime guy or like a yeah. character from ElfQuest. Like yeah, yeah. He's like a pretty silver-haired elf man. Uh, and you also, there was an original character named Caller who was dropped from the game completely. He was kind of a Frankenstein-looking man with a chainsaw hand. And I'm really kind of disappointed that you never get to play as a yeah, chainsaw-handed Frankenstein. That would be cool. But there is a famous uh, scene in Castlevania 64 where you are being chased through a hedge maze by a giant Frankenstein with a chainsaw for a hand. So I think he was just kind of repurposed into a villain. Um... But yeah, so he didn't make the cut, uh, but Henry did, and Henry is the son of a manor owner that you encounter. You save him, and then eventually you get to play as him. And if you beat the game as both uh, Cornell and Henry, then you unlock Carrie and Reinhardt. Uh, So they made a few changes to that, so now there's no longer voice acting in Carrie and Reinhardt's part. Okay. Uh, They've remixed some of the mazes and some of the levels. Hopefully they edited down the opening segment. It seemed uh, like they did. I mean, just, I guess, based on our first playthrough of Legacy of Darkness. Yeah. It was shorter to get... We actually got to the castle in Legacy of Darkness. We got to the castle. Yeah, uh, we... Yeah, and even with the additional level with the... uh, um, Ghost ship. The ghost ship. We still made it there faster than we did in Castlevania 64. Uh, you get a pretty good boss fight at the beginning. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's an impressive boss fight of this big sea monster that uh, comes out after the ghost ship and it grabs at you, throws you down, it shoots these um, water uh, spouts at you, and um, yeah, it's it has a cool cinematic camera angle. It definitely, I mean, it definitely reminded me of something you might see on PS2 or uh, game like a Resident yeah. Evil game. It looks um, good. That, it looks yeah, good. I was 
Because I feel like there's there's definitely aspects of this game that were kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, and and well done. Um, but it's hard to get around the um, the loose controls, especially for jumping, and um, yeah. the inconsistent and irritating camera. I think one thing that is interesting is what you were saying about Legacy of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Is it essentially renders Castlevania 64 as an obsolete game. Yeah, there's no which, reason to play Castlevania 64 if you can get a ha- hold of Legacy of Darkness. Which isn't that hard to get a hold of, right? Not I really. Mean, it's it's uh, fairly rare, oh. um, but you can pick it up for generally between 40 and 50 bucks. Oh, that's um, more than I would have thought. Yeah, it's uh, Castlevania 64 is really common, but... Uh, and I guess it didn't sell very well because nobody wanted to buy the same game again the same year after they were underwhelmed by it yeah. the first time. That totally makes sense. And I mean, it got decent reviews. And from everything I've read and everything everybody I've talked to who's played more of it, and, and from my memory of playing it, once you get to the castle, things pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more fun to play. It, it pick. I don't know, they have some cool little set pieces it's just, that was a real big misstep, is having that huge maze-like forest that you have to navigate through before you even get to the castle. And I um, I could see this game, if I had played this game, you know, 10, 12, well, I mean, how, I guess this would have been about 18 years ago this yeah, game came out. Yeah, 19 now. 19, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, if I had played this game when it came out, I think I really would have enjoyed it yeah. at, at Legacy of Darkness as a kid um, yeah. because I would have had... I mean, it's an atmospheric game. It, it seems to be a good level of challenge. Um, they're generous with the save points in Legacy of Darkness. That was um, a nice uh, change. Yeah. And yeah, it seemed to be they had a quite a variety of cool boss fights. Um, but a lot of the things in this game just have not aged well yeah um, trying to navigate traps um and spikes and jumping with bad camera and bad jumping controls is something that i probably would have tolerated as a kid mm-hmm. a lot more patient yeah um but here you just want to give up on the game it's yeah and i mean uh it's not a a drab environment society it's not a bad looking game uh it it's it Runs pretty smoothly. It looked a lot better in the castle, I thought. Yeah, and Legacy supports uh, expansion pack. To run um, at a higher resolution. Yeah, so it, it can it can look even better. And uh, the music in both of these games is gorgeous. Like they really Yeah, the did. intro music sounded really good, as well as the voiceover. Yeah, no, they did a really good job with that. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's not a terrible game. Um, but again, it, Castlevania just doesn't really work in 3D. For whatever reason, they haven't cracked that formula. Even the... I don't know, did you play Lords of Shadow? No. Okay, that was kind of their big AAA release. They had, like, Liam Neeson doing the voice, and, like, they had... You know, it, it played more like God of War. Okay. Uh, but even then, it just played, like, kind of a shittier version of God of War. Like, it didn't have that smooth action to it. Yeah. And it still had weird camera angles that kept getting you killed. And it was also, like, prohibitively hard for some reason. Well, I mean, the I, the, the I series guess, is generally pretty challenging. Yeah, certainly the old ones. I guess the yeah, I mean, Symphony of the Night isn't a particularly challenging game. No, but. no, no. But you can upgrade and do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a sweet game. Yeah, and if if you're if that was too hard, you wouldn't want to keep exploring stuff. Yeah, so right. That was a good choice on their part. Uh, really, the only other thing to say about this is that Konami kind of scrubbed these games from the official timeline. Mm. Uh, they re-released their Castlevania timeline in 2002, and these ones aren't on it anymore. 
So they're kind of relegated to uh, Gaiden status, which means side story. Oh, okay. Uh, so not really canon, but not really not. Uh, if that makes sense, I don't know why exactly they did it, just to keep things complicated and annoying. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's Castlevania on N64. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna do this game, go with Legacy of Darkness, I think. Yeah. For sure, because there's no real reason to play both. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, like, there's any real incentive to prioritize playing this game at all, either No, one. no. Um, there's a lot of other games on the Nintendo 64 you would play first. That I mean, it's yeah. not like you're starved for 3D platformers on the Nintendo 64. No, it's, you are definitely not. And, and even, there's there's a lot of better options in this. I guess this one has uh, sort of a dark, quote-unquote, mature feel to it. Yeah. But, I mean, which is not... There's not a ton of options for that on the Nintendo 64, but that's not enough to make it stand out. I, I will say, like, I'm curious enough... If, about Legacy of Darkness that I'll probably keep playing it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I would, I'll keep that. playing it a little bit. I, I have no real reason to go back to Castlevania, uh, but, you know. And I just want to I want to ask a question. If if anyone knows, if any any of our many, many, many listeners um, mm-hmm. know the answer to this question, why is it in Castlevania games that, like, Dracula often has death or the Grim Reaper working for him? Like, yeah. in, in the intro cinematic, um, you see the Grim Reaper, like, sacrificing someone to bring Dracula back to life. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like on the hierarchy of evil, um, death is definitely higher than Dracula. You would think um, so. So, I'm, I don't know. If anyone knows the answer to that question regarding the hierarchy of evil, um, write in. Let me know. <laughs> Send a letter to P.O. Box 1, America Street. All right, uh, let's get to the rankings. So uh, we currently have 11 games on our list right now. Uh, where do you think you would put these two? My, my New Year's resolution is to bring my phone with me here so I can see the stupid rankings. You um, want to look at my rankings? Yeah. There you go. I always I'm not going to read them out to you no, every that's time. Fine. But, uh, you know, everybody, if you want to go to ultra64podcast.com, you can see the complete list of rankings. I update them as we uh, release the episodes. So if you want to see where uh, everything stands... Um, well, so we're both in agreement that Legacy of Darkness is a much better game than yes, Castlevania much. 64. I'm going to put Legacy of Darkness, uh, right under Mario Party. Okay. Um, I, I, I think Legacy of Darkness was okay, but I can't see a whole lot of reason to rush back and play it. Like, right. if it yeah, was in my yeah. system and I owned it, I yeah. would, I would play it some more. Um, maybe some really cool stuff happens later. It might, and then, yeah. Yeah, and I'd certainly be curious. But, yeah, the controls are a little rough. The camera's a little rough. Um, and then Legacy of Darkness, or, sorry, Castlevania 64. I'm going to put, just, just regular style, I'm going to put it under Glover. Under Glover. Under Glover, okay. yeah. All right. it, it, okay. it, it, I mean, it's essentially a moot game. Yeah. It, there's, there's, there's no reason to buy it. Um, and even if... Even if Legacy of Darkness didn't exist as just a straight-up better version, yeah, um, I still wouldn't recommend it. Right. Um, I, th- I think I would agree with a lot of that. Um, I, I would put Legacy of Darkness, that's also going under Mario Party for me. I have Mario Party a little higher than you. Yeah. That makes it my uh, number four game. Mm-hmm. So Legacy of Darkness is the number four game on my list, and uh, Castlevania 64, uh, above Glover, I think. Sure. Uh just because Glover irritated me so much. <laughs> so so that would be my number uh, seven game. Oh, so, 
One more, one more complaint. I hate it in games when your character dies from falling in the water. That's ridiculous. This, the, this happened in this game as a theme, and we didn't get past this jumping area in First Castlevania because you would jump and float and hit the water, and your character would just struggle and just lose all his life and die. It's so irritating. You, there's this giant meat cleaver that comes down from the ceiling and takes about an eighth of your life. Yeah. And then if you touch the water, you just instantly die. Well, and it's, they even say like in the preamble for like Legacy of Darkness that Cornell is near immortal and then he just dies from falling in water like <laughs> he's near immortal except for that one weak point water yeah. the thing that the planet is covered in yeah. and falls from the sky and our bodies are mostly composed of yes yes mm -hmm. so that's ridiculous well thank you everybody for tuning in uh if you go to ultra64podcast.com you can uh, download episodes you can look at the rankings you can look at nifty photos and whatnots uh, nifty photos on the website of the games. Yeah, oh, the I thought you meant of you. Covers. No, 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 okay. no. That's a different portfolio. I'll, I'll, I'll link to that. It's <laughs> okay. under my DeviantArt. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're on Twitter at Ultra Sixty Four Podcast. Uh, you can email us Ultra Sixty Four Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, send us in your questions and uh, keep listening. We're gonna have some cool guests coming up and some surprises coming up oh, and like all surprises. kinds of things. Uh, next week we are going bowling. Ooh. We are playing three bowling games. Yes, there are three bowling games on the Nintendo 64, so we decided to rip the Band-Aid on this one. Yeah. So we're playing Brunswick Pro Circuit. Uh, is that the proper title? Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling. Oh, great. Milo's yeah, Astro Lanes and the thrilling Super Bowling. Very confusingly named Super Bowling that's not for Super Nintendo. But there is a Super Bowling for Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. I don't think it's the same series. Well, it's just all stupid. Learn all about this thrilling world of Super Bowling. There's going to be next so week. much to talk about. Um, so, yes, tune in next week for all you bowling heads. Uh, and thank you again for tuning in. I've been Steve Gunley. I'm Woody Siskowski, and I'm making scary wind noises for Castlevania. Creaky gate, creaky gate. Bat, 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 bat. Dracula's. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Wow. All right. Bye, everybody.